Hi, Miss Bell. Hey, welcome to a very special episode. Special episode, book club I episode. Hope everyone did their homework. Yes, if you didn't do your homework, pause now and come back. Go read the book. It took me one day. Or if you're like most back. people, don't read the book and then just listen and you can gain some insights from it from us. But it's more fun if you read the book because then you can understand what we're talking about with yeah. a little bit more clarity. Sure. And it's a good book. Did you like it, Bill? I really liked it. I mean, I read it one day, which meant I was in a you, place you, where I had a lot of time, but all, like, I read books fast. You, but it usually, also meant, you usually read a book like, in one people day. People use the expression, like, I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Like, I did keep coming back to it that day. I would put it down and come back to it. Um, it is. I would recommend. I did like it. It is easy to read because the chapters are so short, so it feels like you're making a lot of progress because the chapters are short, which is, is, so if you're like, oh, I hate reading books, they're really hard to read, this one's actually easier to read, even though it's not And I feel like sometimes topics are heavy, and that makes it, like, yeah. and this, in this case, that's not. And the writing style is pretty, like, simple, so it's hard to. I felt like I read. Yeah. I didn't feel like I had read a whole book when I finished it. And I reread it, I whipped through it in a couple days, so. So anyway, I took 313 words of notes okay. while I was reading it. That's not a lot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but there are like thoughts to yeah. talk about. So, cool. so we'll start cool. with your notes and then we'll come back to what I think also is important. I mean, a lot of this was just me reflecting on the big points of the book and then trying to apply them. So, okay. um, let me read. So my first note is about goals. He made the point that everyone has like, the same goals, and that success only lasts, like, that moment when you finish it, and instead of, like, instead of focusing on long-term progress, which I thought kind of, like, I don't know, okay, kind of contradicts itself. Wait, so well, how do you think it con- contradicts itself? Because I think if your goal, so I guess it depends what your goal is, like, if my goal is to do one thing once, that's not long-term progress, right. but a lot of my goals are, like, I want to do something really difficult, which means I need to do a lot of little things okay. to approach it. Right. So that is long-term progress. Yeah. I think, but I think it does mean that when that goal's over, do you stop? Yeah, no. but I, I, th- I, think, I think that the differentiation comes where is the large goal made up of the same repetitive steps or is it made up of different repetitive steps? Yeah. So, or I guess they wouldn't be repetitive. So in other words, for example, let's say you want to... Um, be more fit, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be a fit person. Uh, going running every day will help you do that, right? Or going to the gym every day will help you do that, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing every day, going to the gym. It's a habit, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to say, I want to do world domination, that takes a lot more different types of steps, right? Like every day you might be doing something different to accomplish that goal. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you should accomplish that goal. I'm just coming up with something really complicated so that, yeah. yeah. And y- if you did the same thing every day, like you couldn't take over the world unless that thing is like super general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he talked about systems of habit versus thinking about like one goal, yeah. which I liked because. So, so you need to give an example. So that an example, well, I feel like. What do you mean by I systems? I feel like our family is very goal-oriented. Yeah. And I feel like I am less goal-oriented than everyone really? else in the family. Okay. Yeah. What do you feel like you're oriented toward? I like the systems of habits better. Okay. Because to me, like, I mean, I've been the person who is more goal-oriented, and it just doesn't feel as fulfilling. Like, if I work out, 
I mean, my instinct would be to like tell people about it, have people pat me on the back, but like no. Are you it's the type one of person thing. that likes to check something off your list? I am, but I also like to see progress. So something okay. that bothers me a lot is when I do something a lot and I don't see the progress, which he talks about, right? Like, the curve of um, yeah. when you start to see progress versus... Like, it's not linear. Right. So it's basically like you're not going to see anything until eventually, like, you pass a certain point and then you'll see a lot of progress. Um, so if you feel like, oh, I'm working out every day, but I'm not getting any more fit, like, maybe you have to do it for two months before you actually start to see results, right? Yeah. Um, plus the results are so small because... Maybe you don't notice them because every day... And I think there's, like, a better. change when you grow up. Like, the big goal I worked towards was, like, getting into college. Right. And that was, like, all-encompassing, huge focus on. And right. once you do, you... Like, I kind of felt almost lost. Right. Because I was like, what, do, what, what am I working towards now? Yeah, I think... And I feel like adulthood is a lot of, like... Like, there's not one big all-encompassing goal, like, yeah. getting into college. Which is scary because we're brought up on the fact that, hey, you have this huge goal to get a job and to go to college, right? Or at least we were. No, that's a really good point. Anyway, so then I wrote down, what are my systems of habit? And then I didn't answer it. Okay. So What, what are your systems of habit? <laughs> I, I actually, when I first read this book, I was like, this is amazing. I want to, like, I realized that, because the book basically, I, it empowered me in a huge way because it said, it's not about your willpower to do something, right? Um, it kind of resents that at the end, but like, that's not the point. The point is, it was like, you're not stupid for like, um, not participate for not having enough willpower to accomplish your goals. Right. Which is one thing I beat myself up about. Right. It also says, don't beat yourself up about it. That's human. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead it says you need to implement the right systems. So you follow your systems and the systems are there basically to nudge you to make it more likely that you're going to follow your habits or your actions or accomplish your goals, right? Mm -hmm. Without you having to implement willpower. So an example is like, uh, as you know, because you've read the book, dun, 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 um, is the, uh, like if you put your gym clothes out, like next to your bed before you wake up, like, oh, your gym clothes are right there, put them right on, right? It's a lot easier to put on your gym clothes if they're right by your bed in the morning and you're gonna work out first thing in the morning than it is if they're like in the basement or in the laundry, right? And you actually have to work to take them out. Mm -hmm. And that little thing may seem like, oh, that's such a little barrier. I'm gonna totally have the willpower to go into the laundry and pull it out. And I'm like, yeah, you will if you wanna go to the gym, but if you don't wanna go to the gym, then you need a lot of willpower and like going to laundry is just going to prevent that from happening. And that's something I do is I keep my gym bag packed. Something else, because um, that one's kind of generic. I would say like something else that you probably don't think about as much is like I try to keep my laptop charger near my laptop. Yeah. Because when my laptop dies, sometimes I'm like, I just don't even care to go get, find, figure out where right. I left the charger right. and go charge it. But let's say you're on the computer too much. Maybe that's a good strategy yeah. to prevent Maybe. you from using the computer, right? Like, I liked their example of, like, putting the TV in the closet when you're not using that it. That was wild. <laughs> well, one thing, so this is kind of sad, because there are some habits that, like, I think it gets to the point of, like, by saying you need to make habits easy, it's also saying that, like, sometimes they're just hard, or, like, there are barriers. Right. So, like, I try to play piano a lot, but when I'm at school, that means putting, like, five extra pounds of sheet music in my backpack on right. the chance that I might be able to stop. Right. And a lot of days I'm like, I'm not going to carry it around because I know, you know, I carried it around yesterday and I didn't, wasn't able to stop. Right. And it's sort of... Like and then there's some days where you feel like doing piano, but it's not in your backpack, right? Yeah. And then you're so like, oh, I can't of, do it. I mean, I always can't, so. You so. Sh so maybe you should like 
use your phone and like take pictures of the sheet music and that way like yeah, you always I have mean, your normally phone. I go and just use my phone but I feel like I'm not getting better because that means I'm playing easier things yeah but like you could take I think part of it is just things. well I'll be living a lot closer so like it won't be a super hard way to go get it yeah anyway another thing here I want to add another thing that it talks about with habit stacking one way I've accomplished that is I created a checklist that was so interesting I created a checklist of things to do in the morning and the evening and at the beginning I just look at the checklist of to go through it. So a lot of them is like flossing, brushing your teeth, like stuff you should do before you go to bed. And mm-hmm. you usually forget one of them when you do it like every night, right? Like or if you forget a few, you feel like you I don't? I feel like I do not need to write down that I need to like brush my teeth and take okay. my contacts. Have you ever left your contacts in when you've gone to bed? Not by accident. Sometimes on purpose. <laughs> not by accident? Sometimes okay. you like don't I've have I've done it go- way too many times by accident. No, I, I, I can see. It's a weird sensation. I'm like, this is not how I'm supposed to go to sleep. Normally yeah, I can't see dark, when I go to so sleep. You, you're right, I but I'm know. usually closing my eyes and not looking when I go I to know, sleep. I'm just saying. I'm, I, that, you ever, you've never fallen asleep so quickly that you don't realize? Why I wouldn't get into bed until I like brushed my teeth and like took out my contacts. Yeah. So, so it's probably already a habit stacking for you that whenever you brush your teeth, you know yeah, to take out right your contacts. Yeah, it's right there. Maybe that's it. I, I just don't make it. a checklist about it. The problem is like for me, the moment I like, whenever I go somewhere different, like I'm going to someone else's house or I'm like, yeah, you might that's when I forget. Or, or when I ch- like, I've actually had a really hard time this summer doing it because, um, leaving mines like it was part of the location and now the location's different which makes me forget anyway um yeah but have like writing a checklist in the morning and like trying to go through those and then eventually like you're gonna get used to them and they're just gonna like stack but i bet yeah you probably have a evening routine but do you have like maybe you should put insert something into that that you want to get done every day Right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe like practice the language. I had a really solid or... morning routine, kind of just say at school. It was down to 10 minutes. I was out the door. Bell, it's not about time. It's... But I got everything done that I needed to do in 10 minutes and then I would be out the door. Okay. It was great. Good. Was I'm happy for you. The point is getting in habits that you don't always want to do and sticking them into your other routines, right? That's the point of habits. And that's the part of this book that I found a little bit harder. So when you initially proposed this, you were like, we can talk about like our habits. I was like, I don't, I feel like maybe I have a couple bad habits I'm trying to stop. Right. There's no habit I like actively have thought about trying to start. So I wish I had read this book with like a couple in mind. Cause I sort of read it and thought that's interesting, but oh, I mean, okay. I still like, so like I, I wrote think, down things that it was still I a think little this struggle. Is a, I think this is a difference. Cause I've like, like probably I could write down a list of 50 habits I want to start. Really? Like yeah. What? Name some. Like, um, practicing a language every day, like learning the capitals, like, and, and some of these I try to do, but like, like with not, apps but stuff. I want to do like every day. Right. Um, like learning, like just like learning something that I don't know about and like researching it. Right. Um, what are some others? Uh, like working out, right. The standard one, like, yeah. and, and then there's all the ones like I already do, like brushing, flossing teeth. Right. Like there's those kinds, um, taking out contacts, um, like tracking, like what, I've done throughout the day. Um, what are some other habits? Um, there's like, I, there's just a lot that I like wish I had time for more time. I for. think so. W- when I wrote down and reflected, like I learning talk a about, poem, like memorizing a poem, like the, I want to talk about this next point. So some of that is like learning. I feel like that's a lot of the things I wish I did more were creative, and I feel like that sometimes is harder. Okay, no, no, to plan. That, no, that's sometimes good. Not. Like writing, like finding a time every day to write, or like finding a time every day to like. Uh, with something else I feel creative. like making it a chore would make me not want to do it. And you're right. That is a barrier. But, like, it's still, like, 
a lot of professionals like who are creative like what they have but to do also, to be creative. But you're saying that's also prof- I'm saying not as a, not as a professional. Okay. Sorry, a lot of creatives like they have to do it every day to get better at it. Like that's just yeah, how it works. And you're right, it does make it more of a chore, but it also like a lot of the times you're more satisfied because you have done something versus you've done nothing. Does that make sense? Like Maybe. yeah, you could write a terrible poem like for your if if your uh, habit is to write a poem but at least you did it and you learned from it, I think right? That's worse. Why is it worse? <laughs> like, because then you have a bad. Like, it's like if it's an outlet. Poetry is like an outlet. Music's an outlet. Like, when I need it, it's there. And when you don't need it, doing it just makes you have like a bad association with it. Okay, but. Does that kind of make sense? Remember, the whole point of a habit is once you've done it enough times, it becomes so easy that it's just like normal. But it's not about that it's easy. I don't want it to be easy or normal. I want it to be like, I feel. Like, I'm really torn up about something, and then I go and write about it. Like, that shouldn't be normal routine. But Does let's say sense? your life's beautiful, like, crazy happy. Then you're never going to write. Is that something you want to have? Okay you're okay with that? Okay. For now. I can still write. It's less. But anyway. My point is you get good like, at something by doing it. But my point is my goal, like, my goal or my long-term progress will never be I want to be really proficient at piano. I'm pre- I'm decent, and I have no desire to get better or to get worse. Like I'm not. You don't want to get better about getting worse. I don't care about being good. I want it to be there. I'm not saying when excellent, I need it. but don't you want to be better? No, I think that's something that's not in my case totally can't be looked at as a habit because it shouldn't be. It's not about getting better, doing it every day. It's about like enjoying when it when you need it, doing it. It's like this. It's spontaneous. I think they talks about habits. I feel like there are some things. That should be more spontaneous. Like, if I... I'm trying to think of another example. Like, sometimes you really want to have a deep talk. Right. Or, like... But if you scheduled that every day to, like, get really good at being... Like, that's sort of Yeah, but that's cherry-picking an example. No, but I think piano, for me, is that example okay. of, like... It's all about emotion, and that's something that's harder to make a habit. Or that shouldn't be a habit. Do you like playing the piano? Mm-hmm. So why but don't you want to do it every day? Like, I don't like it all the time. I like it when I need to Because you it. need the variety or I'm trying to think of a good example. I want to say like eating. Right. Like it would be it would be kind of weird to be like I'm going to have a habit of like eating so that I get really good at eating. You eat when you need to eat. Yeah, but most people have a habit of eating three times a day. Maybe that's as much that's probably as much as people need to eat. I need to eat at least three times a day. Yeah. Piano was not uh, that many times I, a day. I, I, I think your uh, other example no. was better. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so we'll the second the thing, thing, and I think this highlights another difference of, like, the habits you listed were, like, actions that you could plan for. And mine are more about reactions. Okay, what do which you mean? Which I'm not trying to make a habit. So I'm going to give an example. So he talked a lot about something I've thought about recently, which is that to change your habits, you need... Like, habits are linked to your identity. So, to change habits, you can change the rhetoric about your identity. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, an example is, if you say, I'm not a morning person, you might have a really hard time waking up early in the morning. Because every time you do it, you're going to be like, I am not a morning person, right. though. Or, like, I'm someone who likes coffee, and so it's really hard for me to be like, but also not going to have a cup of coffee. Like, that doesn't work. Right. Because I'm... Because I'm a coffee drinker. Therefore, I so, drink coffee in the morning. And, like... Like, there's Maybe. no way, there's no universe where I don't drink coffee. And because I'm not a morning person, I need the coffee. So yeah. it, like, goes together in a way that makes me really... But it's not about me. going together. It's about telling yourself that you are... So I wrote down, morning. don't say I'm a morning or a night person. Why limit yourself? Yeah. I've become more of a morning person, and then I was like, I'm going to mourn my nights. And then I was like, I can still 
do things at night. I can do both. So anyway, the other ones, so then I was thinking about what rhetoric change I've tried to do or want to do, which was a lot easier than writing down the habits I want. So one is to say I am positive. I used to say I was a pessimist, I was really negative, and it was really hard to be positive. Oh! Um, Shocking, I am healthy. That's good. That's something I didn't used to think, so it was harder to be. So I'm trying to think that. So are you thinking I am healthy even if you feel like you're not healthy, or are you actually like... Yeah. You're actually... Okay. Because sometimes, like, you can have pain, and that doesn't mean that you're not totally healthy. So, so are Does that you... that make sense? No, mom, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, are you saying I am happy, or I am, like, healthy until, like, you've convinced yourself, or are you saying it, like, in order... Do you see what I'm saying? So part of it is like, or you I saying, didn't used to think I was sporty. Right. So then I wouldn't work out. Right. Which made me unhealthy. So by saying like, no, this is about my health and like, I'm a healthy person okay. who makes the choices to go work out. But do you believe I still it? don't know that I would say I'm ever sporty. Are you, do you believe I am healthy? I, I think I've managed in the past six months to a year to convince myself that okay. I'm mainly, by saying most, it, it's helped. mainly healthy. Yeah. And I used to be someone who... Would, like, go to the doctor. And so part of the other thing I wrote down is, like, um, sh- like telling yourself, okay, decide the type of person you want to be and then prove it to yourself with small wins. So yeah. I was constantly I like proving that. to myself that I was unhealthy. Right. And instead it took, like, really clinging on to, like, one better healthy habit or something. Like, two, I was eating better and working out better. And I ended up being, like, doesn't that tip the scales where, like, even if I go to the doctor a lot, like, I'm still healthy. Right. And saying that, like, more often than not, I'm making the healthy choice. And then right. even if you, like, I used to have a hard time, it's like, I would, I would still have stomach pain, even if I was eating healthy. But just saying to myself, like, it's not right. even healthy, because I think that's a bad trap. Anyway, the other one, um, we're at this weird age where, like, I'll sometimes say to myself, like, I'm an adult. Right. <laughs> like, I... To get the adult it, stuff? Like, I, just reminding myself, like, okay. you're... Because yeah, my, re- <laughs> sometimes my reaction to something will be, like... Like, I don't know. Sometimes like I'm, I'm No, sometimes I'm not sure which way to go. Oh. And one of it is, like, going back into, like, more adolescent, like, less independent. Oh, I'm trying I to see. think of more specific. Like, less so, independent. So, like, basically, like, relying on someone else for more, something? Like, I picture it as, like, I'm just going to, like, curl up in bed and, like, do something really... And maybe that's a good adult thing, too, sometimes. But, like, telling myself, like... Sometimes you have to do it. Like, I, it's not that I'm it. acting, because that's, that's what I meant by this, is, like, sometimes I feel like I'm acting in a certain way. Right. Like, you can say, well, I'm just acting healthy, and that doesn't really right. make it a habit. Or I would say, like, I'm acting like an adult. Whereas I am healthy, or I, I choose gonna, to be healthy. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. Like, the one I've been using recently is, instead of writing read as my daily goal, I've been writing reader, as in, like, I am a reader, and... That's basically what the identity, like, trick, in, or not trick, but in the book, what it's talking about. Okay, here's another question, okay, and time. we kind of got into this in writing. So this was a reflection based on the book. So I said, I wrote, this year, I felt confronted that I had dropped or replaced habit, but still felt tied to those identities that went with those habits. So I feel so like... So how do you think... Okay, and then for, I wrote, wait, does wait, it lay dormant? Okay. <laughs> like, for how long? So do you feel like you dropped... How did you drop those habits? Did I no longer do the habits, but I still feel like no. The but identity. how did you drop them? Like, did you? I chose to do other things with okay. my time. Okay. And I picked so up new willpower. identities. But now I'm like, does this mean I'm losing? Okay, this so, old identity. So, so we're talking about writer. 
I mean, also, like, I used to be bilingual. If I never speak that, like, maybe that, like, I used to be trilingual. That doesn't really, like, I lost So what habits did you have that made you keep the bilingual or trilingual? No, I'm saying, am I bilingual if I never speak more than one language? Even if, like, I probably, I could. I think you're bilingual if you can speak multiple languages. I don't know. But you, you do like... need practice to keep them up. So there there you go. Ten years. I'm going to lose it. Like, I'm no longer going to be bilingual. and I'm. But okay, I'm still okay. going to, like, feel... I'm not going to be, like... I'm going to feel bilingual So maybe still. if you... Fe- maybe, like, going to, like, a country for two weeks or three weeks a year is a good way to, like, keep it back up. But that's... So this is the kind of the question is, like, if you don't actually want to continue the habit, does that mean you're, like, saying you also want to lose that identity? Well, you're looking at it backwards. You're looking at no, it as identity true. second. Shouldn't you look at identity first? Do you want to be someone who can speak French? Yes, but not at the cost of actually do. Like, it makes me seem it makes me seem lazy. But okay, I'm also no. It's so also the cost even, of doing other things. You could even read like one French book every two months. Like that would help you keep it. You could t- have a friend who you, who speaks French and you just speak French That's with them. That's a terrible example because this is one I'm really not going to share. No, but but my but point like, is like there are ways to like. Keep it if you... You'd say you want to keep the identity of, like, being bilingual and knowing French. I feel like I worked really, really hard to learn a second language and a third language. And, like... Okay, Even okay, though okay, you okay. can take away the language, you can't take away how hard I worked, how much time... That is a that, bullshit I became reason. that person. That, that is a sunk cost. That is something, like, know. you learn French. Yeah. Like, it's... you. Yeah, you put a lot of effort in. But one of the biggest biases human... Ha- humans have is well i put so much time and effort into something therefore i have to continue it like no no i'm not saying that's that's clearly what i'm saying is not true like i used to write so i have a word document right that i used to just pile in anytime i wrote anything new it just went into this it was a google doc so that it was everywhere there's one for 2017 that is like probably 400 pages okay 2018 is like 20 and 2019 i just opened it it's three pages okay so maybe right now I'm not writing very much, you just, three pages, you but know. I have 430, like total, there's a lot Yeah. that I did. Does that not count? I'm like, see what I'm saying? No, I think Even it, if I'm not no, doing no, 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 it no, no. Let me rephrase, let me rephrase. I'm not saying it doesn't count. I'm saying your past shouldn't, your past, like how much you put effort you've put into something shouldn't uh, impact whether you choose to do it in the future or not. I'm agreeing. So I'm saying that, like, but there are also skills or that aren't really habits because they're skills that once you get them, you're going to have them. Yeah. Like, can I ride a bike? Yes. Okay, yeah, but languages Do aren't I? like no, that, right? But, like, I could. Like, you learn them, you get over the hump, you've learned them, and then they slowly descend over time. my least favorite thing about languages. <laughs> you need to practice. It's a muscle, right? The muscle atrophies if you don't use it. Like, it's, I'm sorry. Like, bicycling isn't like that. It's... It's one of those things where you have to wire your brain correctly, and once it's wired, you can ride a bike, right? And that wiring is likely to stay there, right? And let's say it gets weaker, the moment you get back on a bike, no, see, it like gets stronger. That's a good again. example. It's like I. It's about sometimes maybe see, my goal was that I can't. I can ride a bike. I probably can't ride fifty miles, but that's not my goal. No, you can. You just no, like maybe that muscle is weak. I don't okay, know. okay. I don't so know how long okay, I could no, bike or not. I think bike. the difference is like with biking. It's like. Once you've learned to bike, you create the muscle. And once the muscle's created, like, it can't be destroyed. But it can grow stronger and weaker. I think that's a better analogy. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think that's the same with the language. It's like, it's created... Once you get uh, to a certain point, I think my French has gotten weaker, but I still think I have that muscle. 
Okay, yeah, no, I, 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 I can get behind that. But what's that have to do with your so initial So do question? I still have the identity? Of, be, of knowing French? Yeah. Yes. The, the, I don't, but, that's it's not, but it's still not as strong, right? Like that. So maybe they're like shades. Like there's not like I am a diehard. Well, like that for, a language is a bad example. Like I think that's hard because like if you don't speak French for forty years, do you really know French after forty years? Maybe, maybe you remember it. I don't know. You might remember a little bit of it, but like you but, can't okay, say no. I know French. But I it hasn't speak been French, 40 years. and the identity is I speak French, right? Not in forty years. Okay, but there are also things e- I do. E- even 20 years, I'd say. There are also things I do that have not made it into my identity. Do you think that's true about you? What do you mean? Do you think of any? Like, there are things I do repeatedly, and it's just not, it's not still something I Why do you do that? My example I was thinking was cleaning. <laughs> well, that's because like, you're doing it right now. If someone asked me, like, are you a person who cleans? I would be like, no, but, like, I do sometimes. Cooking? Very, like, it seems still rare. See, that's one I'm trying to change. I want I to become a better cook. A and cook. therefore, I'm a, I need to say I'm a cook. Even you, though I cook, I do not think I'm qualified as a cook. Do you think you should change that identity about yourself? I don't know, maybe. I think I'm what I think I'm doing. So this is identity stacking. I'm just gonna loop it in with being an adult. I'm gonna say I'm already adult. So why wouldn't I cook? And then it's just gonna get me there. I don't think that's how it works, but that's, that's close. It's gonna enough. work for me. Okay. I mean, if if, if cha- I think that's more substitution. You're substituting no, the cook I mean, identity for the adult identity. But I think there are layers. Like I think yeah. I'm a student, so I wouldn't say like I'm. Like a, I wouldn't say I read. I'm a big reader, but I read for school because I'm a student, and that's that identity that the habit's linked with. Like a habit okay. can be linked with multiple identities. Yeah, but like, does that make sense? I think re- I. I don't think you're a reader if school tells you to read books and you just read those. That's books. what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like I don't think so either. But I, it's but I, I'm still reading. It's just yeah under a different label anyway. Um. I feel like we talked a lot so, and we didn't get wait, to Wait, so the closer. first point, I'm literally going to go back to the first yes. one I wrote. I wrote, I want to be someone who is dot, 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 positive. How, how, was, how can you have it that? How can you have it that? Yeah. Well, that's easy. Do I check it? Like, I do a habit that makes, I do, do a habit, it doesn't stack? help me very much because I, uh, I, actually that's not true. I don't know if it's helped me. But over the last, I'd say maybe a year, maybe a little bit less than that, six months, I have a thing where I write down Right before I go to bed, three things about the day that were that made I feel me happy. Like that made, that's grateful. That's not positive. Gratefulness and positivity, I think, I think they're very. I think they're connected. Like they're totally connected. So, but here's the thing, Belle. You don't need it to be like how how do I create a habit around positivity? Maybe you create a habit around like what was the word you used? Gratitude. Gratitude, and that like reinforces the positivity. Because instead of thinking about three things that were terrible that day, you think about three things that were great, that made you happy. And that reinforces that loop. And once you do that for 50 days, all of a sudden, now you're, you're basically teaching your brain to think about the positive things instead of just the negative and things. And you found that's true. Well, I already thought about the positive things okay. a lot, Maybe so I don't know how helpful it's been I mean, my me. thing is but, not, like, I wouldn't I, say there aren't three positive things in my day. It's more when something happens... Do I react as like, this is going to be funny, yeah, but, like, but, haha, but, like... But you need to have it, like, become more conscious, and this hasn't... Eff- I don't think this has affected my life in a huge way, but I know other people who, like, they swear by this method of this habit to create, like, a more of a positive mindset. 
like it actually helps them immensely. So something I just started so I doing last night doing based it. on a TV show, Jane the Virgin. There's a point where she gets really upset and she's a child. Yeah. Her grandmother says, you need to calm down. And then she says, name one thing you like with each, that starts with each letter. Like make it an acronym. And whenever you're upset, think about like C, whatever your C is, your A, your L, and your M. And so, it's like cats. I was trying to calm. That's my C. It's cats. Wow, so, I know you so well. And what I realized it kind of does because I can ne- like I've chose four and I had the hardest time remembering them. I still like can't remember What's them. What's A? Annabelle. It literally. I have the hardest. But what it ends up doing is it makes you like stop thinking about whatever you're upset about and like you're trying to think of something that starts with an A. Right. Which I don't know is the point of the habit, but I did kind of like it. I was like... No, I like that. Or maybe if I'm trying to be more positive, like, when something happens, I don't know how to react to, stop, and then, like, think, okay, I'm going to, like... Because your reaction normally, I feel like... Like, my reaction to something might not be to be calm. I really have to, like, force myself to be. Right. So maybe with positivity, it's more about, like, you have to stop before reacting and then say, I'm positive. How do I react? No, I think a better way to do it, and, and I forget if he talks about this in this book, all the books kind of meld together in my mind, but ask yourself this really good question, which is, I'm a positive person, what would a positive person do in this situation? Yeah. And then do that. No, exactly. I think that is, I like that. that's a good way, like if someone says calm down, be like, hey, what would a positive, and maybe you need to add patient to that, what would a positive patient person do in this scenario? Okay, right. can I go on to another yes. topic? So well, do you want to? You had a list. You do you want to go through the list? This or is no? just the like literally bullet points of the book. No, I mean, but you had like positive. What else did you want to um, like change your identity on? Healthy. I feel like I've done a really good job with that. Yeah, you have. Um, but you, that doesn't mean you have to. You you need to continue. No, of course. Um, and then don't say I'm a morning or night person. That's good. Because I was kind of like I'm gonna be a morning person, which I I'm in both. Is how I'm doing. I really do not like when people say I am a blank person because I'm like you are limiting your options so much. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so if I challenge you, listener, to think about something that you say I am a blank. But you just said to say I'm a positive person. What would a positive person do? I'm not limiting myself. I think that's a positive ass. (laughs) I think that's a positive one though. So you mean like. Uh, okay, if it's a good no, adjective, okay, no, but but maybe. like morning and night, that's like pretty neutral, right? I'm a morning person, mm-hmm. but I I challenge you to think of other things like that. I'm sure there's ones that I fall into too. I'm not perfect, and uh and challenge that. I'm trying to think of one. I am a. What's one? It's kind of hard because you don't really think about. Yeah, I don't know. I am a what? What's a, what's another example? Like morning and night's a good one. Well, it, that's a good one because that's a trade-off. Like, if you say I'm an athlete, you're not saying I'm also not something else. I'm trying to think what I've done. Yeah, no, all right. But my point is, think, uh, the fact I can't think of one's bad. I need to think of one. Maybe we'll come back to this. All right. Okay. What's your next bullet or number? Um, then I wrote, he has the points of, like, how to make a habit. Ask yourself, how can I make this behavior obvious? How can I make it attractive? How... Oh, excuse me. How can I make it easy and how can I make it satisfying? So these are like the four cornerstones of the book, right? The first, second, third, and fourth law, which are what you just said. Make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, make it satisfying. And they kind of correlate with the four... He he kind of breaks down habits into four different aspects. The cue, which is like what makes you think of to do the habit. Um, What's next? Do you remember? 
the cue, the action, which is actually doing the habit. Uh, no, the action is the third one. Oh, the um. Bell. I didn't write that part down. You didn't. That's like the basic part of the whole book. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you keep talking about those things, and I'll try to find it. I'm eating. Um. So I feel like. So Q is like. Here, I'm just gonna talk while I try to find it. So Q is um, the thing that makes you think of the habit. So sometimes it's the time of day. Sometimes it's the previous habit, which makes the habit stacking. Sometimes it's the. I feel like we're explaining the book, which is the whole point of not what well, we, we should not do. Um, oh. Okay, anyway. Um, so I, the first one is make it obvious. So the idea is for good habits, you wanna make them obvious. So a great example is what we've already talked about, uh, like having the gym shoes like right next to your bed or having your gym clothes right next to your bed. What are some examples of you like making things obvious, Annabelle? Didn't I give one earlier? You probably did, but Think of another one. Sorry, I'm thinking. One thing I do is like in I the bathroom, I make sure all my like things I use a lot are all like in the same place always. So for example, I have a travel kit where my toothbrush is always in one slot, right? And that way when I'm traveling, it's in that slot. When I'm at home, it's in that slot. And like, I don't have to worry about thinking like, oh, where's my toothbrush, right? I make it obvious that it's there and therefore, and it's right next to the toothpaste, which is in a little cubby inside the travel pack, right? That way I can just like pull it out, put the toothpaste on, like, I make it super obvious. Okay, I would say, so all of my habits, whether it's, like, being social, working, working out, they're all on my calendar app. Right. So I look at the same app every day. So Do you look in there. the morning? Or, like, I feel all like make it obvious is more about, like, right before you do the habit. What makes you think time. to do the oh, habit? So I joined a gym that has unlimited. And instead of saying, when am I going to go every day, right. I put the entire time it's open in my calendar. Oh, that's kind of cool. So when I look at my calendar and I don't see that I have anything, it shows me that I'm working out. That's that's a good one. That's a good so one. So I make it obvious one. that like every time I'm like, what should I do? I look at it and it's like, you are a member of a gym. You should go to the gym. Is that what it says? No. It says okay. workout, question mark, exhibition Also, point. we've talked about this before, but the habits app can remind you at certain times. It doesn't so remind me. It doesn't remind you? No. Do you have notifications turned off? I don't know. I think you need a new phone. Um, Probably. But I still phone love has it. not been working very well. <laughs> but speaking of the habits app, who's the author of this book? Uh, James Clear. Clear quotes a guy named Goodhart who says, when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. Yeah, I remember reading that. What does that mean to you? Not me. Um, so you shouldn't eat while podcasting, Annabelle. You're very Basically, if it's all about <laughs> checking off, okay, if it's all about checking off something, and that's the target. Yeah. Like the measure is, the way I thought of it is like, okay, if I'm only doing something so I can press the button on my phone that right. says I did it, which is a measure of it. Right. Then it's also the target. And that's not what the target is. The target is I'm healthy, I'm working out. Or the target is oh, I'm playing piano a lot. Right. So. So like that's a good way to maybe start, but it's not a good way to like continue an action and for long term. I just feel like, I feel like there's probably a curve of like diminishing returns with like, the more yeah. you think about that, like, if I were to record every time I played piano and then count how many recordings I had, like, that would be a good way to know how many times I'd played. Right. But if I became obsessed with, like, what's the total of the minutes and, like, I realized this, I have a really um, spectacular Google sheet of all my summer jobs. And right. it does a, there's a lot of, like, every app, like, what percentage of hours I'm working at each job. Right. And what per- like, it's just all this data 
it's really interesting to me, but it's also like it needs that stuff needs to be a measure. The target can't be just that's hard because money's no, not a target. Like, the, the way I look at this, and there's a book I want to read that, about it, which is I think called Measure What Matters, which is basically what it sounds like, which is you should measure what because like whatever you measure is what you're gonna try to attain, right? Like. Because, mm-hmm. like, we'll look at the number and be like, oh, like, we need to set, maximize hours. Therefore, like, that's what – so, therefore, we're going to do a bunch of stuff. But maybe those hours won't be productive because, yeah, like – maybe it's, it's not all about, about creating a lot of hours, Like, right? all they are – all hours is in that scenario is a measure. Yeah. It's not a And target. so you look at this, like, the way you get paid is by hour in a lot of jobs. And a lot of people don't spend those hours very product, very productively, right? Um I shouldn't generalize that way. A lot of people do, but um, others don't. Uh, and my point is, if you measure the right things, you can uh, get the most out of... Uh, or you can basically aim your goals. So a good example of this is like reading. My goal with reading is to read um, a lot of books, but instead of measuring it... If I measured it per book, then I'd read a bunch of small books, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't That's count. That's a perfect example. Right? So what I yeah. do is I measure the percentage of the book, right? So basically if I read a huge book, like I, I st- like if I only read a little, if I read a lot of it, then I actually get a decent percentage, right? And that way it's more about getting, um, because I'm looking at the percentage of the books, the point is getting through, like it can be a big, I could be reading a big and a small book at the same time and they're both contributing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I okay. just feel, realize there's logic in that, but like, I haven't noticed that before. So it hasn't affected me very much. Something um, else yeah, I like that one. he said makes me think about psychology. As he said, to make a bad habit immediately unsatisfying. And the first thing I thought of was, yeah, that's called guilt, shame, and regret. Like, it is normally, if you really don't want to be doing something and you do it, you immediately feel badly after. I feel like I, humans I, have mechanisms in them yeah. to, like, stop bad habits. But I don't think, I think that, I think you're going a little too far. I think to stop morally bad habits, they have mechanisms. I don't think they have mechanisms to stop bad habits in general because i'm sorry not i'm sorry i need to stop saying that as much i i'm glad i caught myself the uh did you feel guilty about it not a moral decision saying i'm sorry before you said something no i just my friends have like basically are like are you really sorry now you feel bad when you say it no i just it's unsatisfying i just realized it's a it's a version of um and i say it too much um see there you go um no but uh, that's what i'm saying is you felt Regret when you said it. You should have to stop saying it. I don't think regret's the right word, but I definitely felt something. A degree of it, like. No, regret's not right. Um, regret is like a, I regret saying that. Embarrassed is close. Like shame, but like shame closer too. Anyway. Um, anyway, thanks for derailing the conversation <laughs> about what I was trying to talk relevant. about. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? You said you don't think I'm right. Guilt oh, and shame oh. are the automatic. No, mechanisms. so I think guilt and shame are a result of like when you do something bad that's like morally bad. I think there's lots of bad habits that are bad habits that we don't feel shame on or that we do. Okay. <laughs> that we. Okay. Name one. <laughs> okay. So like social media, people like totally pull out social media and like it's like addicting, right? And I'd argue that's a bad habit. Yeah. But I don't think people have a. I don't think everyone feels shame when they pull up like social media, right? Hmm. I feel like if you kill someone, then you're more likely to feel shame, right? I, that's like okay, a morally so I'm saying one. degrees of shame. <laughs> Not the same amount of shame. 
But so many, I'd argue a lot of people engage in bad habits. I think everybody has at least one bad habit, right? Well, I feel like people feel bad about their bad habits. They do. Then why don't they stop in a lot of ways? Because this is the other thing I wrote. It can make it a worse cycle. If you do something and you are not happy with yourself for doing it, then you feel bad about it. Like, maybe you're going to keep doing it because you're like, oh, like, I'm the worst. I just did something I didn't want to do. And then you feel bad. And so you, like, oh, keep doing it. Like, so if I'm scrolling through social media, maybe oh, that's... because some, it makes you feel good and it overcomes and that And I'm like, oh, I'm the worst. Am I really going to, like, turn it off and go read a book? I might just be like, I am bad. So then you keep doing it. Because the identity thing with the habit. What do you mean the identity thing? Like, the, when you do something, it says to yourself... This is a little bit of who I am. And the more you do something, the No, more but you're saying, okay, okay, your logic's kind of falling down. When you get to the end, like, and you say, I feel bad, how does, but I'm a social media person, therefore I'm going to continue? Is that what happens? No, like, I'm trying to give you an example. Okay, if I, I try not to eat a lot of fast food, because it's bad for the environment and my body. So, yeah. if I went to eat fast food yesterday, today, I would be like, oh, someone might be like, you want to meet at Chick-fil-A? And I might right. think... Yes. And then I think, I went yesterday. I feel really bad about going yesterday. And then I think, ugh, I'm the worst. And then I go anyway. Does that make sense? Because like, it you, makes you feel good? Why do you go anyway? That's what I'm saying. It's like, if a bad habit is something that makes you feel good, but like for the wrong reasons, like unhealthy food. Like if I really want ice cream, ice cream makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. But like I shouldn't be eating ice cream. Right, because it's bad. Like it's every not... day of the week maybe. Yeah. So like I ate it yesterday, so now I'm like... I really want it because it would make me feel you good. You ate a lot of junk I'm, food yesterday. Then maybe I say, I'm sad. <laughs> this is not true. I'm going to ice cream. Anyway, if it's not... Does that make sense? Because you're sad that you broke it, so maybe you're going to turn to it. That, no, it doesn't make sense at all. Why would you turn something to it if you, it was unsatisfying? Okay, you spent all day in bed watching Netflix and okay. you feel bad about it. Right. Does that motivate you to go up and do something better? Or sometimes do you, are you just like, I'm just going to click next and start the eighth episode of The Office and... I still feel bad. Okay, I see what like, you're saying. Like, you're yeah, already there you're in it, and you already feel bad, but you're kind of like... But I think like, that's because it's so easy. It's right in front of you all If already, I feel I bad, I'm like, I'm going to just keep doing it. Sometimes. Because but. it makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I also think... I'm not that, saying it doesn't In a lot of those cases, you get lost in them. And by lost in them, I mean like you don't think... You only think about that regret and that loss and that... What in other words? And that... Like shame, shame <laughs> after you do it, right? Or when you come to a pe- or a break with yeah. in it, and your mind wanders and realizes where it is and what it's doing, and then you feel that, right? Sure. But then the moment you get back into it, you forget about that emotion entirely because you're in the middle of the Netflix show, or you're in the middle of eating ice cream and getting like a rush and talking to your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Okay. But I don't understand. What's the point of that greed if it doesn't work? No, I'm saying, or I feel like normally it does. I had a hard time not greed, c- coming up examples shame. when it doesn't. But I feel like sometimes it does backfire. When like, backfire. if you're trying to be less lazy and you feel like you're being lazy. Yeah. I don't know. I get my backfire. It might not motivate you to go do something. Well, how's that backfiring? Wouldn't it be the opposite? Because then you keep being lazy and that's what you're trying not to do in this scenario. Yeah, but, okay, no, I'm saying, like, what if... What if, you, let's say we'll take the Netflix example, right? You're sitting down watching Netflix, right? And then you feel a bunch of shame for doing Netflix. And then that causes you to like exit out of the habit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that good? That's what I'm saying. So he says his tip is make bad habits unsatisfying immediately after. And I thought, I feel like they are to me. 
Because I they, immediately kind of regret But then you, then you talked about how it doesn't work, but then I we said, immediately go back into them. Sometimes. So that was my... I literally had a question mark. I said, I feel like guilt and regret are there, but sometimes that makes it a worse cycle. The gr- guilt and regret make it a worse cycle? Yeah. Because like they make... I do whoa, something... Whoa, because they make you feel bad? Why is it a worse cycle? I'm trying to think. So a lot of the things I mentioned, like eating unhealthy right. or ice cream or like watching Netflix, those are things I do when I'm stressed. So. Right. And I think maybe I don't want to do them, but it still happens that the cue or whatever it is, is that I'm stressed. Oh, I see. Okay. And so if I'm stressed and I'm watching TV and then I feel bad about watching TV, I feel stressed, then I watch more TV. Right. So yeah, this, that's a bad that's, cycle. I'm saying, even though it's immediately unsatisfying, okay, I wasn't not that always part. does that push you to go up and do something that you'd rather be doing. Right. Okay. Sometimes it does, and that's good, and I like that we have a built-in mechanism. I feel like I don't need to take the TV and put it in a different room yeah. to know that it, I feel like, bad about watching and, it. And, uh, smoking is another good example, right? You could smoke, and then like that makes you feel crummy because you're smoking, but then... You to relieve that so. stress, you smoke more because smoke is. But I would also so say weird. that's immediately unsatisfying, probably because it probably makes your lungs hurt and cough. That's I'm not assuming. how smoking works. Though. When I walk by a smoke, I cough. So I feel like if I were smoking, well, that's because you already have that negative air. connotation towards it. No, I think it's because my lungs are very weak. But anyway, anyway. Here we go again with but, making your identity that oh your lungs goodness. are weak. Maybe they aren't weak and you're just saying that and therefore you're having more lung problems. So for that, that actually leads me into our last category of things I wanted to talk about, which I thought would be interesting for us to talk about okay. as people who know each other pretty well. Okay. Because he brings up the idea of like, some people have stronger lungs than others. So if you want to excel and have habits... Oh, what yeah. you need to ask, what areas of opportunity am I predestined for? I'm not saying you can't fight against the grain. I could play basketball even though I'm five two, but there might be a sport that I might be naturally already a little bit better at and could so anyway. So I'm asking you, what am I predestined to do? Oh, you're asking me yes. what you're predestined. I'm asking you. I wanna go into the top yeah, okay. No, um, no. <laughs> We assume the listeners read the book. Yeah, that's that's what he um, says. That's the advice. Yeah, no, there are some sub questions you can ask if you want me to ask you them to figure out what I'm predestined to do. I know what those sub questions are. I wrote the I yeah because that, that was probably I the part them. I underlined the most because I feel book. like that's a pretty broad thing to say. Is like, fine, what are you naturally good at? I mean, who knows? So the sub question, the first one is, what feels like fun to me but work to others. I don't know. You should answer that because it's you. What makes me lose track of time? Where do I get greater returns than the average person? What comes to me naturally? When and then, have I felt alive is my favorite He of said those. combine two skills and become more valuable, which I like. Yeah, no, that is great advice. Um, okay, so I, I'll do you and then you do me. So have, you, have you answered them for yourself? Yeah. I didn't answer them directly, but I like thought about them. Yeah, yeah. See, see look, I, I dog-eared and said, come back to if lost. I feel like it's like, a good... It, I, I thought that was the most interesting... Part of the book? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I think you're ambitious. You're a debater. You love to debate uh, hard things. Uh, I'm going to check off here. You, I've already written... Okay, I deal. wrote talking. Feels fun to me. Yes. I don't know if other people think it's work. Probably not, but like... Um, I think some people do. I um, feel alive. What feels natural to Annabelle? <laughs> Annabelle naturally uh, likes to argue. Uh, Annabelle... So sad. No, that's true. How would you uh, describe yourself? Oh, you argue. Thanks. 
But you, you, you enjoy that debate culture. Um, <laughs> what makes Annabelle feel alive? I think she likes working out. She likes working, like, period. Love she <laughs> loves working. Um, so she needs to be, like, engaged all I day mean, like, at least working. Two jobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you don't, though. Or I need One good to job. feel like a job. Yeah. She, she loves the nine to five, like, just, like, grind. You like the grind, right? I like the business attire. You do? So I was oh my looking, gosh. when it says, how can I make this behavior obvious and attractive? I feel like if you ask me what behavior is like the most attractive that I do, I'd be like, I have a cute little work dress and little high heels and like it's an attractive behavior. Even though it's Okay, working. workaholic. Um, it's probably just me <laughs> using excuses. Like when I felt- work from home, I don't feel as good about it. I'm trying to think how that connects. To things, so, so I think I think, or how that connects to a job, or, or no, any job, I'll be fine. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think that describes a lot of different jobs. Yeah, I know. Did Did you like working alone or with others? Never alone. I hate working alone. Maybe you wouldn't be worst. a good judge. I feel like a judge spends a lot of time alone rereading stuff. Okay. I don't know. Well, maybe, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. You're in a courtroom with other people. I, it depends how high up of a judge you are, I think. That's true. I think you spend a lot of time reading if you're a judge. Like I reading. don't mind reading, but I would rather be reading in the company of other people who are also reading. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm the person who's like, I can't study because where are all the other people studying? Do you feel like you have a power complex? What does that mean? It means like, do you like having more power? Do you like having power? <laughs> Like, do you I like, like having the ability to like make an impact, and a lot of times that does link in with power. Okay, but you don't necessarily like, like to have power over other people. Not for things I don't want. Like I was president of clubs I did not enjoy, and that was terrible because I didn't even care. And then I had all the power, and I didn't want to be making any decisions. Do you like to have control? You can say yes. Like this isn't a bad thing. We're being honest. I like to argue and control things. No, you like to argue. I'm asking you. Do you like to control? I'm just thinking like law firm. Like the partners are. It's all about power and control, right? I know. Can they make a big impact? Yeah. I feel like even they can, but like I feel like they care about the power more than the impact. But see, I'm saying I feel like even a small lawyer who's arguing like cases that don't make a lot of money makes a big impact on their clients. Yeah. Okay. That's powerful. Yeah. Like. Okay, I, okay, so w- w- what did you write that I didn't say? Because I'm, I, I'm... I said, going. writing and talking feels fun to me, and reading. Then why don't I you said, write a lot? I don't understand this. If you <laughs> like doing it, why don't you do it more? I literally do not understand <laughs> this. Me up. I don't know. What makes me lose track of time? I wrote conversations with small groups. Okay. Politics and philosophy. I feel like that's human, but keep going. Being around people makes me feel alive. I feel like that's human. It's true. Well, that's talking. Um, and then where do I get greater returns than the average person? What was this? This was interesting because I just finished the book in a day, so I wrote fast reading because I feel like that was pretty fast. Oh my god! I can type fast. Um, that's Quickly. exciting. Learning languages and music, I feel like I was decent at that compared to other people. Well, you did know. a lot of it. I as was a young kid, too, so. so maybe that was just that. Anyway, that's all I wrote. It wasn't very enlightening, but okay, my turn. What about you? You have to. You have to guess. For I me think now. to you, something feels fun. I feel like. A challenge that you can fix with your hands. Okay. Like a puzzle box or like something way more complicated like build oh, that this. That does make me lose time so, so oh quickly. Loves it. Or like even when you have the solutions of the instructions of what to build, I feel like that makes you feel really good and I would just be bored because I'd be alone. Yeah, I do um, follow the instructions. What makes you lose track of time? 
I think reading. I don't know. I see you reading a lot. Napping, you nap all the time. So well, that's I'm gonna I write that down do. under what you're predestined to do. I, I don't want to become a <laughs> I'm napper. I'm assuming you lose track of time when you're napping. No, it's a joke. Um, would you get greater returns than the average person? I feel like you're natural. I feel like you're a lot better at um. It's hard because leadership's like such a big word. But I feel You'd like say managing or I feel like others. that's also like presented with the challenge and I think because you're curious you're kind of like "Ooh, what strategy might what am I going to say to this person to make them feel better or to make them work harder or to yeah, make that them, makes it sound bad but or to yeah. inspire them to yeah. help or to fix, get them to fix their problem like to lead right. from a, it's not all like there's a level where it's you fixing problems in your workshop like by yourself right and I feel like also it's sort of the same excitement of you having a problem <laughs> and like or I, other people I, I never, having other people having problems and you're like I can help and know what to say I never connected those two as both fixing problems which is really funny because you know yeah. what the definition of an engineer is like the simplest definition like problem solving. solving problems yeah yeah and I think so I'm not just gonna say you're an engineer because to me engineering I still think of like your math and like science yeah no and there's but a I, lot of I that think I'm definitely more on the and I the like that you can apply it to like someone has a problem or club you're in has a problem, or you have a goal, yeah, God, and there are barriers. Problems. You remind so like I mean, some people like a challenge that makes it sound like I love challenge. Yeah, that, fun. that's what I mean by like problem, like a challenge. Yeah. Do you feel like you like challenges? You would not as much. <laughs> not as much. I feel like I don't lose track of time as much. Like I'd rather talk and like debate, which is a challenge. I like winning. Yeah, I like big challenges. I think yeah. that's the difference. I mean, I like like card game ch- like I like challenges, but I I'm also they don't, I like they winning don't make too. Me more, they make me tired sometimes. Like I'll deal with them and I'm like, "Good, I deal with it." I feel like you leave a challenge more excited. Whereas I leave it tired. That okay, sense? that's fair. I feel like it's about the journey of the challenge though. Like yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You get sentimental about it. Like I don't. That's true. I do get sentimental. It feels like fun to you. I feel like other people are like, that's a Can hard day's Can I just say work. it's hard to be a sentimental minimalist? <laughs> Why? Oh, true. I am not a minimalist. <laughs> I know, but you're not... I used to be a hoarder. I'm working on it. Anyway, but we can get into how to be a sentimental minimalist in a future episode. That I could I talk I've about for a while. I think I've just given up on being a minimalist because I'm sentimental. Are, are you really sentimental? Yeah. You are? Okay. Are you like sentimental from like in terms of physical objects? Yes, yes me too. Which is and really hard as a ma- objects, minimalist. Just like in general. So hard. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, sorry, we're running out of time. That has nothing to do with Anything else on your list? No. So, so the reason I didn't like write out this answer is because I feel like I know myself well enough to answer it, which is what feels natural to me, like, I mean, you covered it pretty well, like building stuff, like the leadership aspect of things. Uh, also being creative, like, because I'm curious, I'm curious for figuring out the problem, but I also feel like I'm pretty creative for an engineer and like coming up with creative ideas and then implementing them, like that's fun. And I actually learned like recently, I heard like, that's what some, this guy who was like an entrepreneurship teacher who's taught for the last like 40, 
50 years or something and like has a lot of experience. His definition of entrepreneurship isn't starting a company. His definition of entrepreneurship is having an idea and then actually implementing it, right? It's a mindset versus Power. a thing, right? Um, and the hard part isn't the coming up with the idea. The hard part is implementation. And I feel like I like figuring out how to implement it. Like a, I never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely it's right. It's literally a problem. I feel like it's the same. Gosh. Yeah, this is why we do the podcast. It's so the Annabelle same. can teach me things about myself. You told me I like to argue. That's new. <laughs> well, you, you're also like... It's fine. You don't have to Wait, don't you? I feel like you've told me you like to argue. No, I'm saying you're telling me things I know, and I told you something that changes the way you see yourself. So maybe that's one of your gifts, huh? No, I, 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 think- I, so, like, I saw myself that way. I just didn't realize how, like, I didn't form, form it in that, that way. And realize how yeah. similar it I is to engineering. I think you knew you liked both. I don't think you realized but that you just, see them. Like, just reframing as a puzzle or as a problem solving is a really interesting way to look at it that I hadn't thought of before. Which is totally right. All right. Um, okay, so now my turn to go through. Yeah, what feels like fun to you but we, works We spent others. 56 minutes on Annabelle's part. Now it's my That's, turn. Oh, to go through <laughs> your notes, you mean? Well, I'm not going through all my notes. Oh. Wait, what do you mean? What, are you what doing? do I think I about know. what? I thought you were going to answer these questions. I, I guess did. You just did. I don't know what you're doing. I, I'm saying you're right. Like okay. I, I think. But the Thank one you. thing I'd add is I'm. I like. I'm uh, curious. Uh, brainstorm. Creative. I feel like creative is also part of that process. Coming up with creative ideas to problems is also an important part of that. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are some things that, that were also interesting, um, about this book? You can hear the book in the background. Sorry about that. Um, I thought I really liked of the four different things. Stop. Of the four different things, I, I liked cues the best. I think, I think the cues were really interesting to me. Like how does it start? And it reminded me of. Sorry, I'm going to talk about it more. Um, something about, I used to research a lot how to stop bad habits, and the best advice was, like, replace them. Because you're still going to have the cue. Right. And to say, I'm going to do nothing, normally won't help. Right. Whereas if you say, I really want to do, like, I really want to eat ice cream instead, like, eat something healthier. Or, like, do something else. So, I just have a good example of this. Like, maybe when you're going to a restaurant... And let's say, like, you look at the menu and you want to be that healthier person. Maybe instead of ordering the thing you usually like, you can substitute that with, oh, I'm just going to order the base salad and that's it. Right? Because the salad, like, it'll still fill you up, but it's a lot more green. Right? And I've actually done that a couple times recently. I think Where I haven't, like, I feel, I don't feel like I'm being super healthy by ordering, like, a steak or a big burger or, like, Mm -hmm. anything else on the menu which has all these calories. Whereas, like, if I just order a salad, like, I feel really healthy afterward. The times I break my diet, like my medical diet of food I'm not supposed to eat, is when I'm at a restaurant and there's no other options. Mm-hmm. Because I can't just, like, I, I could. I could just not eat while everyone else is eating. And normally I'm just like, oh, I'll eat a little bit of whatever it is. But if there was something else, you just replace that with, that, or that cue with something else. I'm also trying to do more IE when I'm hungry instead of IE. That's why I was eating just now. Yeah. And you got better. I'm <laughs> but what are you eating, Annabelle? I'm eating chocolate chips. Okay, shame. <laughs> I do not feel shame. They're delicious. I will say, I'm blowing. I do not shame. like chocolate, and one of the great benefits to not liking chocolate is I feel a lot healthier I as so a result. I worked out so much today. It's fine. 
Okay, we're running low on time. I'm gonna start to wrap up, but I want to make sure it's not just the Annabelle show. Sevi yeah. gets to no. I'm, his I'm notes. glad you you. It was actually easier to go through. It was your my notes first time reading than the to book. go through my notes because my notes were literally just me scrolling things inside the note, inside of the different thing of the thing. Okay, here's one thing I wrote down that I thought was really interesting, which is um, the one thing he recommends for habits is like never miss them twice, right? Mm-hmm. So like. If you miss a habit once, like life gets in the way, that's normal, right? And the point of habits is to do them daily or to do them very often so that they become habits. Because if you don't do them, then like you're not going to get the same cue every day. It's not going to work the same way. And if you like, it's a lot harder, right? Um, So never miss twice, I think is a good rule of thumb. And another thing he talks about the book is, and this is something I implemented. I was going running every, like trying to run five times a week, right? Um, and there were some days where I'm like, oh, I woke up, woke up at nine. It's too hot. I can't run. Right. And therefore I'd only wake run when I woke up earlier. And I realized after I read the book again, that wait, he's like, you need to go running. Like, even if it's hot, right? Like, like there are going to be bad days where you don't do it as well as normal. Right. But it's worth it because it reinforces the habit. And this is one thing I've thought of a lot recently. Um, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to say an example in order to come it across, uh, in order to get it across, which is let's say you have an assignment for a class, right? You're at the beginning of the semester. You're now in, um, your new, uh, X class, right? So in X class, they give you Y homework, right? For the first day. Right. And you're like, Oh, Y homework. Y homework is worth 0.05% of your entire grade, right? So if you forget it, you could still get like a 99.5 if you did everything else perfectly, right? It's a drop in the bucket, right? And so you go home and like, now you can either do it or not do it, right? Or do it like a little bit and get some of those yeah. points, right? And like, so, so you start doing it, right? And let's say something else comes up and you don't end up doing it and then you don't turn it in. I believe that that first homework is worth like 80% of your entire grade compared to all the other homeworks because it's a trend. Once you start not doing homework, it's going to continue as a trend, right? As another habit. Um, so I believe that like that first one is actually way more important and you can drive this for, I think most things in life, right? Once you want to start something, the first one matters a heck of a lot more than the last one. Cause let's, let's say you're at the last homework and you have a, a 95 in the class. Like, yeah, you, you should skimp out on that. It's only worth 5% of your grade. It's not worth the time. No, you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> Don't take his advice. Okay. Don't slack. Do it all. Okay. Do it all. You're right. But my point wow. is a lot of people, they're like, I feel like you need to do your full amount. Like you need to do it full the first time because that matters the most because that's what carries on into the future for any task, right? Um, And I'm not just talking about habits, I'm talking about anything, right? In order to start working, in order to accomplish something big, like the first step matters the most because it's the first step that like all your previous steps are gonna look back upon as what is normal amount of like work or a normal amount of like to do. This is so inspirational for everyone who actually has an idea of a habit they want to start. And you're telling them the first step is the... No, and I think you're right. But like, I don't think this is just for habits. There are so many times in life where you come to the the crossroad 
where um, like you're like, oh, it's not worth much. I'm not going to do it. But if you have a lot, if you have to do it again and again and again into the future and I'm not or you have to do something similar again and again or like is part of the same topic, like that first one I think is more important than all the others because like it sets the precedent for everything else going forward. That's just one thing. And I think like screwing back into the concept of like don't miss it twice, like like there's going to be things that make you miss it once, right? But like even if there's something that's going to make you miss it twice, like go out there and get it done anyway. And even if it's like not as well done, right? The next time you'll do it well again because the first time you did it well and you're used to most of the time doing it really well. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. And I think this just made me think of something which is kind of interesting, which is that, um, like, I talked about having the goal of getting into college and then sort of, I don't know, I've had people ask me, like, what motivates you to work? And a lot of times it's really hard, like, with school, like, there's no clear outcome, at least for me. I don't know if I'm going to grad school. I don't know if my GPA matters. Why am I doing that homework to get the 95? Um, And I think part of what this book might show is maybe it's just a habit of mine now. Yeah. Like, it's something I really cared about and valued, and I do still care about it and value it, but even though there is no clear outcome, it's sort of, like, not... Like, you say, don't... Like, am I going to do the first homework? My answer is yes. And if you said why, it would just be, like... Because you're going to do it. Like, I don't even have an answer of why I would be doing it, except for the fact that, like, that's what I do when they assign homework, is you do the homework. You, like, I don't weigh if I should do it or not. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. that's my not my habit. Sense. My habit is, like, I'm going to do the homework. Or if this is what really gets me is when they let you do another assignment to like see if you get a better grade on it and it's extra. I always do those too. Which is my habit. Okay. I think that makes sense. Cool. So that's our, I think, review of Atomic Habits. Is there anything else you want to talk about that you think is important? What was your... Did you say anything you disagreed with? That's a good question. We should do that every time they book to end it with. I know. Because it's too easy to be like, here are his points. Here are examples. Wow. I feel like you gotta challenge it a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm a really uh, I'm the type of person who likes to accept everything that I enters um, and then comp- like reconcile it that way. So like if it only comes in once, then maybe I don't believe it. But if it comes in many times, I'm more likely to believe it. Yeah. Um, is there anything I'm trying to lay? I don't think there was. Maybe there were a few things that were like a little bit less believable than others, but I don't think there was anything that was overtly like oh no this is like so stupid what about you i feel like the four rules are kind of pretended make it easy obvious like i think i feel like i think you're obvious but that doesn't mean people do them that's the problem yeah or maybe you're missing or like you haven't thought about how to do one of them but you i don't know i felt like if you make it easy and obvious like it might already be i also think like making it satisfying is important right which is the last one right which is like how to create that positive like it actually like is satisfying. Like for example, like a cigarette, like it's satisfying. And like, I did like smoke, the right? point. It sends like, a signal to your brain. Yeah, I think my favorite point was about how to like disincentivize yourself with bad habits. So, like yeah. I can watch TV, but I'm gonna ha- like have. To, and it's not a bad habit, but the example of like if you watch a program on TV, you have to put the TV. You have to carry it back to the thing. Is saying like it might be worth it sometimes, but sometimes you know it's not worth it. And I think that comes back to like a topic that has come up a lot with us in this podcast, which is the mean between the extremes, right? Um, which is like yeah, like I don't know that, that I agree with don't important. miss it twice. You don't you don't think you agree with that? No. Why? Like if you look at my schedule of when I've worked out, 
which I tried to do repeatedly. Maybe it's just because it's not a goal every day. If I have a three-day weekend and I'm go like, and my choice is, do I want to stay and work out or do I want to like go vacation somewhere? I feel like like the weekend's a good model of like like I really like to work, but sometimes there's too much to work. Taking off one day is not really a huge break from work. You still have to go to sleep early to get up or like taking two days is like a huge, a much larger break than one day. Yeah, I think I feel like I'm someone so who maybe really struggles to like get into a habit and to really stick with it. And because I really struggle with it, I like that two day thing because it like it's like you can make some excuses, but not all the excuses. Like you can, like it just it stops me from making excuses because it's just like you got to do it right. And I'd argue that most habits that are really effective are daily, and like you should do every day. Um, like my workouts only five out of seven days too, right? Because I know mm-hmm. that like but you don't miss seven two is in really row. hard. And yeah, and I try not to miss two in a row, right? Um, last week I only did four of the seven days, right? But I like, it was like, I never didn't, I never didn't do it two times in a row, right? I wouldn't let myself do that. Um, and then the last thing that I think this is important is like, and we talked about this a little bit, but I think designing your environment is a super important way to like make habits stick and really to like get anything done. Coming back to the willpower, like it was super inspirational to me with that willpower like you don't need all the willpower right instead design your world right which like it's a puzzle right is how can i design my world to like make it maximize my effectiveness yeah and maximize like what i actually can do and like right now it's really hard because there's nothing there's no external forces on me to get me to do anything because we're just hanging out at our house today and like not doing anything, Speak right? To yourself. And, okay, I work. okay, I'm joking. but you have <laughs> to clean. I, cho- I choose to work. You're I cleaning choose. so that like the person who's coming to visit like is like yeah, and I, I choose right? to work. Like that's an external factor, right? Um, there are external factors, whereas like right now I have no external factors, so it's really hard to motivate myself to do something because I don't have that much willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, but by designing my environment and by having like a growth book where I write down everything I'm going to do in the day in the morning and like check it off, like these, that becomes the cue and becomes the environment to shift me to do something. Do you know what one of my best motivators is? What? Which is really hard to replicate. When I know something's about to end. So I had a really hard workout yesterday, but it was the last workout that I was signed up for. Yeah. And I got really sad and I tried to like, I went around, to, like, I kept working out. I was like, right. I don't want to stop. And then I signed up for more. Because, which, like, normally I'd be like, no, no, no. But it motivated me because I was like, I only have so many left. I feel like that's a good And push. I feel like that's procrastination 101, right? But I did it before. It's just yeah. my desire to do it more went up when I knew it was about to end. So. I don't know. I maybe, don't know. He maybe, didn't talk about this. He didn't Shut talk about this. Up. How dare he not? So maybe another strategy that's good for you is tell yourself this is the last time I'm ever going to do it. Or if I say if I don't do time. it five times. I'm going to cancel my membership. That's a good one, yeah. And then it's really like, i got to go or else. I like that a lot more. That's a lot more conditional. We'll see. Okay, this has been a slightly longer episode, but I think it's been more fun because it's our book episode. It's all the our, time I spent eating yeah. chocolate chips. Okay. So I decided this book. So Ten that, seconds recap. Ten seconds? Yeah, it's been a long episode. Okay, Wait, so I just you're deciding the next book, not, though. Yes. Not in my ten seconds. None in your ten seconds, after okay. the ten yeah. seconds. Tomorrow. Okay. So, <laughs> no, now. Um, no. Then the book can lead to the book. I think that's nice. You gave me no... I finished this book two weeks ago, and you didn't tell me I had it to think of a new book. It was a week ago, and I read it in like three days. So, so I have to think of a new book. 
Okay, let me do my 10 seconds. So today we talked about <laughs> atomic habits um, and went through a lot of interesting questions about identity and um, basically different techniques to make habits more effective. Uh, and we'd really recommend this book. If you haven't read it, you should have read it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm putting shame on them. <laughs> They're going to feel like they had a bad habit and they've got to have a good habit. Yeah, the good habit is to read a I book club. I still don't feel that You bad. are a book club reader book as, a, <laughs> as your identity. Um, okay, uh, I'm only half joking. Uh, the, it's just Maggie, our dog. Um, so, okay, it's Felix, your cat. <laughs> when you wrote it down. Okay, that, that was more than 10 seconds. Your turn. <laughs> We read Atomic Habits and talked about the things it said and how they apply to our lives. Wow, way to go. That Four was seconds. I do that have was a book. six seconds. I don't have a book okay. to recommend yet. Oh, come I, on. I have read books. Do you want me to recommend the really cheesy rom-com? No, I do not. Well, I then maybe we should give you some I want me to recommend. To think. Oh, do you want to read the one the dad gave to me that I haven't read? Which one? It's called Executive Functioning. I don't know. It's like four chapters. There's one on democracy. What's it called? It's from a think tank. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but I like that. But it's about the... It's the Executive Institute. I think we can do fiction too, Belle. It doesn't all have to be like well, super... Okay, but that's a good one. I don't What's know. That There's called? no other... There are no fiction books I'm waiting to read. I don't know. I do you have it? I think it's called the Executive Institute. Yeah. Is it upstairs? Yeah. Can you go run and grab it so we get the title maybe, right? Maybe I should do fiction. No. I feel bad recommending a book I've never read too. This no, could be that's really good. Bad. No, I like that because then we actually both read it. That way you don't have to reread it. Okay, so now Annabelle's left to go get the book, and I get to talk to you guys alone. She's headed upstairs. Hurry up, Belle! How is everyone doing? Feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, though. Hashtag shameless plug. Okay, here she comes. She's coming back. I sometimes hear this on podcasts where other people are talking while the other person is gone. And I'm always like, oh, this would be so much fun and easy. But it really isn't now that I actually do it. Oh, here we go. So what's it called, Miss Bell? You have a choice. The Executive Compass. It's your choice! Business and the Good Society. I feel like this is one you'll like. The Executive Compass. It's also by one of my favorite fiction books. But I feel like it's really long. Okay, so which one are you choosing? Do you want me to do fiction, nonfiction? I'm not. I feel like this is also going to be one about like Bell, taking notes. Repeat after me. I am. I am. A decisive person. A decisive person. <laughs> I, I want to read this one because okay, I haven't had time to it. Okay, let's do it. It's called The Executive Compass by, by James O'Toole. Okay, another James. What's it, what's it about? The most difficult issues, I'm reading the back cover, facing business leaders today are not technical in nature, but often rooted in differences in social, political, and economic values, questions about which there is no objective truth. Cool. And it's from a guy who was the vice president of the Aspen Institute? No. Think Tank? I don't know. I I think he's the vice president of the Aspen Institute Think Tank. He started the Executive Compass Executive Seminar. Okay, at Aspen Institute. I don't know. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. You're right. He's the vice president. (laughs) Wow. Well, and Vanguard. Was that? He, he, like, what, no, a Vanguard? He wrote a book called okay. Vanguard Management. I don't okay. know. Cool. Cool. Okay, so that's the next book. We will give you guys plenty of time to read it, just like this one. Oh, we have time? Maybe I should recommend the other one. What's no, the other one? Fine. I'm just a good fiction book. Okay. Next time. Okay. Cool. I have two copies of it, so. And if we read it and it's terrible, then we'll assign a different book. True. And- <laughs> okay, True. cool. Signing off. Bye. Bye.